Welcome to Beyond the Bench, a podcast sponsored by and in conjunction with Gordon Leadership Services. Beyond the Bench is a podcast done by ADs for ADs. Every week in this podcast, three Iowa high school athletic directors talk about current program issues we are dealing with, special moments we've had, a quote of the week, some hot topics, and we will, of course, have some fun along the way talking about things happening with our family and friends. We'll talk with special guests, including athletic directors currently doing the job, retired ADs, and people we work with inside and outside of the school who help to make our program successful. I'm Todd Gordon, currently at Des Moines Roosevelt High School, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial High School and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy High School. All three of us have taken different paths to our current positions, but we believe our separate journeys will make our discussions interesting and informative for ADs from schools of any enrollment size. All three of us have been active in the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. I currently serve as the president of the IHS ADA, and Scott and Aaron are both recent past presidents. All three of us hold certifications from the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the NIAAA, with Scott being a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and Aaron and myself holding our Certified Athletic Administrator certifications. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you have any questions, current situations, or concerns you are dealing with in your program, and you would like us to discuss them, feel free to email us. Our email address is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. That email address again, and this is all one word, is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. And now let's get to today's podcast. Well, good evening, everybody, or good day whenever you're listening to this. And uh, this is another episode of Beyond the Bench. This is episode 12 of our first year doing this. And uh, we've got everyone here tonight. Scott's here. Uh, feeling better, I think, after a little bout with uh, some flu the last couple weeks. Aaron's yeah, here from Cedar Rapids. Uh, fresh off a wrestling banquet, I believe, tonight, right, Aaron? Yeah, had my, my senior son had his wrestling banquet. That's our. Oh, always, awesome. always bittersweet moments. A yes. lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. Mom handled that okay. Mom did pretty well. I was a little worried about it, but she she powered through. <laughs> That's all you can do. Well, you know, I appreciate you guys taking time out of you. I'm sure you're taping or DVRing the Oscars, so I appreciate you taking time out of that uh, <laughs> away from the riveting television tonight. Um, I and I. I I gotta go back and check the dresses out. I missed through all the red carpet stuff, Todd. I'm telling you, this is killing me. I gotta see what dress looks the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I appreciate you taking sacrificing to be here. That's a great, well, a great thing. So, I'm just gonna officially declare winter is being over from this point on. <laughs> God, I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, our, wish- our show choir has 300 kids up in Hastings, Minnesota. 
and they weren't able to get back today, so they're staying overnight. Oh boy! Uh, and, uh, yeah, so good thing you had that to, cake auction. Pay for those rooms. Yeah, thank goodness. I know we'll have to have another one. So how far up is Hastings? Uh, it's about three and a half hours. Oh boy! Yeah, it could be tough yet tomorrow. God, don't say that. I know, right? <laughs> well, I I feel bad for the ones north and west of here. I mean, it's oh. it's just brutal out there in the open area. I know that. So, must be girls' state tournament week, I guess. So that's the only thing you can explain about that. Um, yes, and it's probably a good thing. You know, the girls changed their schedule. Uh, a year or two ago, where they've got the five A's playing tomorrow, so everyone's yeah. relatively close. Seven CIML teams. Yeah, thank you very much for taking us yeah, to the woodshed right. last week. Yeah, crazy. It's probably a good thing we don't have the one A's and the two A's playing tomorrow. You know, otherwise, I don't know. It would be tough. Some of those schools, like Newell Fonda, I don't know when they would have gotten down here. They would have been tough. Yeah. So, kind of a big. Big uh, week this week, though. 100th anniversary. I mean, think about that. 100 girls' state tournaments. That's amazing when you think about how far we've come in women's sports, women's athletics. Um, but this is the 100th girls' state tournament. That's amazing to me. Yeah, and, they, and they're bringing back the old – they're going to have a six-on-six six game, too. Well, when are they having that? I haven't seen that they're one. Having that the, they're, having the, they're having that the evening of the 1A finals, I believe. Man, that's that's terrific. So they got a couple old school like Dick Rasmussen and a couple other uh, coaches that used to coach six on six, working with a couple teams this week to get them prepared for the old six on six showdown for the hundredth anniversary of a girls state tournament. So that should be pretty fun. That'll be oh, great. That's fun. Are they using current high school girls to do that? Yes, actually, they're, it's the JV girls of Ankeny Centennial and uh, JV girls of Des Moines Dowling. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. Huh. Uh, that's, that, that'll be a lot of fun. I tell you, I've noticed a few people posting videos of the old, like, 1970s championship games, things like that. And uh, it's amazing what that Vets Auditorium used to look like back in the day. Yeah when that took Man. place. So. And you think of some of the games they've had over the time. I mean, especially you, br- you bring up the six-on-six. Six. I mean, they've had girls go down there at state tournament, the old vets, and score 80, 90 points. I don't yeah. know if Lynn Lorenz ever scored 100 there, but you just think about the types of games that, uh, and, and tournaments that they had in the history of that 100 years. Uh, what, a, yeah. what a cool thing to celebrate this year. Yes. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, going to be a lot of fun. I know the girls' unions put a lot of preparation into this week, and – um, I know they're going to be celebrating a lot. It'll be a lot of fun to see what they do. Um, you know, speaking of a hundred, I mean, I remember this when I was first coaching back in Walnut, uh, back in the late eighties and, uh, Jan Jensen, Melkorn Kimbleton. I, I think it was, it was either the end of the season or it was the sectional game right when the tournament was getting going, had a 104 point game, you know, one of those deals. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. And, uh, we had to play them twice a year and had to try and at least slow her down, but that was next to impossible. She was something else, three on three. So, wow. Anyway, good luck to the girls' union this week. They're going to have a great week, and I hope uh, looks like the weather looks pretty good for the whole week. So, best of luck to them. And uh, boys will be getting the rest of their qualifiers done this week, and 
then going next week as well. But um, like I said, I'm going to just right now, winter is officially over. Um, I'm not even going to call Ed Wilson from WHO about it. I'm just going to say it's over. and we're with it. So that's it. You've got the official word here. <laughs> so, we'll move on. Um, the lack of comedy and we've got a real special guest uh with us today this week and uh i'm gonna let scott introduce him something um a guy near and dear to his heart uh from days back in newton so scott go ahead and let's roll with you now well i am super excited this evening to have uh nick easley with us um i can't say enough great things about this kid um and, and we talk about aaron talks about the growth mindset and uh, talk about a kid who definitely has a growth mindset and a kid who just has uh, worked himself into uh, a great position at the University of Iowa and just an overall great young man. Um, I, it was a privilege for me to serve as his athletic director, and we're excited to have him on this evening. So welcome to you, Nick, and thank you for being with us this evening. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, I'm excited to be on with you guys, and thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Well, Nick, just first off, just tell us, first off, tell us about your journey from Newton to Iowa Western to the University of Iowa. Just t tell us about that and, and what makes that uh, special to you. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's been a long journey for me uh, coming out of out of Newton High School, um, uh, a smaller school, not known for, uh, you know, developing a ton of uh, Division One talent. Um and, uh, you know, kind of being a late developer, uh, really not reaching my full physical t potential um, as far as maturation um, until probably after my senior year of high school. Um, I ended up going to Iowa Western Community College and uh, playing there for two years under uh, a great coaching staff, uh, Scott Strohmeyer. They do a great job up there. And uh, they kind of sold me on the fact that if I was able to go there, I could uh, develop my game a little more and uh, possibly take my talents to, uh, to a higher level, which has obviously always been my dream. Um, and then after, uh, after Iowa Western, um, luckily I was, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, get a preferred walk on at Iowa. Um, and then uh, I guess did all right for myself there. <laughs> was, I was think you did more, to, than, more than okay <laughs> for yourself, Nick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was able to uh, earn a starting spot and uh, you know, it's been a, uh, really a dream come true for me for the past two years playing for the Hawks. Yeah. And, and I know that so many people from Newton uh, just, you know, really, I just enjoy watching you every time I talk to somebody from Newton after a Hawkeye game, they're all, you know, Nick had this and do see that catch by easily today. So I know that you have, um, you know, definitely uh, strapped on Newton to your back. And um, I know that that, you know, people in Newton really are proud of you and your accomplishments but I will say this to uh, both Todd and Aaron. Uh, Nick was a pretty darn good athlete in high school also, so don't <laughs> let him fool you. Um, I wish only that he wouldn't have had a broken foot uh, almost – I think it was almost part of your junior and your senior year, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, yeah, I had some rough luck with that uh, with those ankles there, man. That was a, yeah. kind of a curse for me for a little bit. And, and hey, I want to follow with that, that. He still played. He still played yeah. with that, too. Broken ankle? Huh. Yeah, it was rough wanna, there for a little bit. Um, on on one of the – just with another question, because I think, Nick, your story is so, so great uh, for other athletes, other coaches, other ADs to hear that they don't know. Um, t 
tell us a little bit how you were recruited, what you were recruited as, uh, to where, and, uh, you know, how all that came apart. Because I think that's a fascinating part, you being recruited as a kicker. Yeah, um, so out of <laughs> high school, uh, I was – I kicked and I punted, and I also played receiver and some DB. Um, and uh, I want to say – so Missouri Western was a Division two school, um, and they were my biggest offer, and they wanted me to punt. And uh, I pretty much talked them into – if I was going to go there, I could play receiver, but they really wanted me to punt. Um, and then I think other than that, I, my only real offers were, uh, I think Grandview and William Penn. So uh, other than Iowa Western, obviously coming in kind of late and, and ended up picking me off. So. Mm. And then if I could too, I, I, I want to go back your, your coaching with coach Strohmeyer. And that's, it's personal for me because I know coach Stroh. Um, from when I was in my Western Iowa days, we went to the same church. Okay. And uh, just, if you can, just talk about, we're going to talk later about the impact of coaches, but since we're on it here, if you could just talk a little bit about the impact that he had on you, why why he uh, maybe got the inside track on you, uh, what's your relationship with him and what did you learn from him? Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, Coach Stroh, uh, for me, the thing about him was he always uh, he always gave me a shot. And uh, at Iowa Western, you know, uh, it's a pretty big JUCO program, and we had a lot of guys who were either bounce backs from Division ones or Division one uh, offers out of high school, and they were non qualifiers. So there was quite a bit of talent. And then you got me coming in as this little short kid from uh, the middle of Iowa. And uh, the thing about Coach Stroh is he always gave me a fair shot to compete. He always treated me with respect. Um, and he always judged me on, on my actions and my performance and my character uh, rather than, you know, how many offers I had or, or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it really took a, a special coach like him to, uh, you know, give me that opportunity that I needed. And, uh, you know, I'm very thankful I had him. That's great. Thanks. Nick, looking back, why was your high school sports experience such an important part of your journey, you know, on the way to the Hawkeyes? Yeah, it uh, it really just laid the foundation for everything, you know. Um, just the lessons that I learned from, uh, you know, the coaches at, at Newton, um, you know, whether it be Coach Ergenbright, uh, Chase Dickinson, uh, Coach Swedenhelm, um, a lot of guys, you know, just instilling the values of, of hard work and, uh just really, you know, teaching me how to how to do things the right way and just the right way to go about things. And I think that you can apply those to, to anything, um, any level of sport or any level of life. And they really laid the foundation for me. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, Nick, I want to kind of come back to your journey there and maybe what Todd alluded to there a bit. Um, so you talked, you just, you're a, a self defined, uh, you know, late developer in your athletic, although I think Scott would disagree with that, but from, <laughs> from, uh, from your maturation stuff and, and obviously your, your path being recruited, you were, you weren't recruited to be a, a division one receiver uh, yeah. and do the things you've done. So obviously there's been some hurdles, some, some struggle mm-hmm. along the way, uh, whether you didn't think there were some times physically you could do it. Uh, whether you had people saying, oh, Nick, what are you thinking? You're crazy. You, you, you can't get there. What have been some major motivators for you along the way when you've hit those those obstacles or those barriers? Uh, and maybe in your mind you're saying, yeah, this isn't going to happen. How have you overcome that? Uh, what are some major things you've used to, to do that? Yeah, um, I, for that I would say, uh, you know, that that drive or that motivation um, always has to come from, from within. It's always got to be an intrinsic thing. Um, and for me, you know, 
with the journey and so many ups and downs, uh, there have been a, there have been times where, quite frankly, I didn't know if I could do it, you know. Um, and, and there there were also some other factors, like my dad uh, has been, you know, huge in that. Um, I remember calling him after my first year at Iowa Western and being like, hey, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Um, and just having him as kind of a, a sounding board and um, having someone there to kind of always uh, reiterate, you know, what he knew I had in me and uh, just remind me of, of why I came there. And, and that's really what it always was, was just reminding myself of why I started it. And, uh, and I was able to always come back to that when things were, weren't going my way or if, if I was looking down on something. Can I, I, that's, I love that. I love hearing your dad being involved with that. I want to come back to something you just said there, because this is something we, we talk an awful lot about with, I, I know with ADs talking with our coaches and, and when you're talking with coaches uh, with high school kids, you're, a constant struggle is getting kids to shift from the external extrinsic motivators to what you just got done talking about of being reminded this, this is why I want to do this. Um, do you, do you recall a time or a process or, or, or a coach or something that, that maybe turned that switch to you that, that turned on that internal drive over being externally driven or extrinsically driven? Was there something that happened in there? Yeah. Um, I, I would say at Iowa Western, um, my uh my first year i had a, a coach named uh, carson pike he was uh our offensive coordinator and receivers coach and uh i remember him talking about how you know we're playing at iowa western and quite frankly you know you kind of feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere sometimes um and there aren't really a lot of those you know external factors whether it be you know uh popularity um things like that so you kind of you really have to find it find it within you and figure out kind of like your why and why you do it. Um, and then I think once you find that, that why for yourself, you can really, uh, you can really go places with that. Good stuff. Thank you. Nick, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you, you had a really close relationship with Caden Kelso and, and I know that the Iowa wave means a lot to you personally, but can you tell us about that story and, and why, um, you know, that blossomed and, and you were able to be a part of that and what that new Iowa wave tradition means to you. Yeah. Uh, I felt really fortunate to be able to, uh, be in a position to, uh, to impact a, a young kid's life like that. Um, and be able to go up there and spend some time with him and, and provide some relief and some, uh, some fun for him. Um, and that was really special for, for me and him, I think. Um, and then just being up there in the children's hospital and, and we getting to experience those, uh, those things that those kids go through and then, uh, you know, just, it, it really provides a lot of perspective on, on what you're doing. And, you know, when you think things are tough, uh, are they really that bad? You know, cause, uh, there are some kids going through some tough stuff up there and, and, uh, I don't know, it's just been a really special, uh, special experience for me. It's kind of hard to put into words. Um, mm -hmm. but it's been, it's been really cool for me to be able to go up there a little bit and then just the wave and how awesome that whole movement is. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, wave is it's it's goosebumps. Even just hearing you talk about it a little bit, um, just a special, special thing for for all of all of not only just college football, but just just in general. Absolutely. Just a, just a reminder of the perspective uh, in the middle of the game. It's just yeah, that's a special, special University of Iowa, and uh, that's a that's a great thing. Um, let's talk a little bit 
I mean, that's that's obviously a perspective thing, but uh, we're going to jump to the Outback Bowl now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and uh, to me, as a Hawkeye fan, that was uh, after the slow start. Boy, the way it finished was just so so exciting, you know. Um, but talk about that that whole experience. I mean, you talk about the struggles you had to where, you know, even three years before you were wondering, man, can I even do this? Mm-hmm. And then the perseverance, the persistence, and all of a sudden Nick Easley is the Outback Bowl MVP. You eight receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Um, obviously had the touchdown that kind of got it going, uh, that 75-yard touchdown reception and run. Uh, but just tell us about that experience, um, your last college football game. Just talk about that a little bit, if you would, Nick. Yeah, it was uh, – the whole game, the whole experience was really just a, a neat uh, and fun, exciting time with, with my teammates. Um, it, you know – you kind of, I don't want to call it a storybook ending, but, uh, in a way it was, um, you know, just going out there and I remember going into the game and just thinking that, you know, I wanted to to go out here and, and do everything that I could today. Um, you know, just to leave it all out there. Cause this was really, you know, after coming all this way, the last time I was going to step on a college football field. Um, and, and it was just really cool to, to be able to go out there and, and see the joy on my teammates faces and just, uh, go through that with them and, and get that win. And, I think that that game is, is kind of one that, uh, you know, everyone in the, all the seniors, all the guys who were on that field that day will, uh, will always remember the feeling um, that we had just because we played, you know, such a together game um, and, and just, I don't know, everyone showed up in a bunch of different aspects and it was really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question while we're at it. So there's all this talk about, you know, should we keep the bowl experience and should we, you know, or should we just move to a larger, bigger playoff system and, and things like that? Uh, so having been through that, that experience, um, what, where are you at as a college athlete on that, having been so he's been a part of it? Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly where I stand, but I will say that uh, bowl games are really a, a special experience for, uh, for everybody involved. Um, you kind of you get to go somewhere, uh, somewhere cool after a really, you know, playing a Big Ten football season is a grind. Um, and it's really a cool and neat reward, um, at the end of the season. And, uh, I, I don't know, I don't have all the answers as far as that stuff goes, but it would be, uh, be kind of a shame to see that go away and that, cause I think that's a really cool, uh, experience for a lot of people. Hmm. All right. Hey, I want to, I know you already, you already talked about, uh, coach Stroh a little bit, uh, there at Iowa Western in terms of his impact on you as a coach, Nick. Um, you know, our primary audience that we're, we're talking to here, reaching out to is, is athletic administrators at the high school level, trying to, to do whatever we can to, to help ADs get better because our goal is to turn around and try to help coaches get better so that they can give student athletes like yourself a great experience in high school. So um, if you could spend some time maybe talking about your high school uh, coaches, your college coaches, your teachers, or other, other educational adults you maybe came across, and, and maybe what are things that they did specifically or, or maybe what's maybe advice you'd have, man, here's things these teachers and coaches did so that we as ADs can take that away saying, man, those are the conversations we have to have with our coaches. That's how they can keep impacting. You know, what, what was it they did to help you prepare you for uh, what's been a great journey for you? Yeah. I think uh, if there's one piece of advice I could give to, to coaches uh, coaching at the high school level, it's uh, kind of that no one really cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, 
and, and I think building that special that relationship with your uh, with your athletes um, is really important. And the coaches that I remember and think back uh, super fondly on from high school, and the ones that I think helped me the most. Uh, were all the ones that that I had that personal relationship with and that I was able to build that bond with and then they could coach me from a, a kind of a different perspective uh, whereas I didn't when he you know when a coach gets on you uh, you don't think oh man he's just being mean to me you're like you you really consider what he's what he's saying because you know he cares about you as a person and he has respect for you um, so I think that that's something that's that's huge for all high school coaches or any coach in general mm-hmm. awesome I'm going to go uh, go a step further because obviously you played for one of the greatest college football coaches, um, you know, right now, the longevity of, of Coach Ferentz and uh, just kind of the impact he had on you. Um, the story I always like to tell about him is uh, my wife and I were at a game a couple years ago. And we happened to just be going late back to the train. We'd, we'd gone to somebody's tailgate, this and that. And, I mean, the place was cleared out. And Coach was going back from the stadium uh, back to your training facility there. And he was just walking. Well, he's actually riding a golf cart. But <laughs> <laughs> So my wife and I are walking. And you know, he said, hey, great game, Coach. Um, nice job. And, you know, the kindness of the man is what struck me. He said, hey. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate you coming today. You know, one of 80,000 fans, but it was just the fact, the way he said it was so genuine. Um, just, a, just a few thoughts on your experience uh, playing for one of the great Iowa coaches. I think you hit it right on the head there when you, uh, when you said genuine. Um, I think that, that about everything that Coach Ferentz does uh, is very genuine and honest. And uh, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of great coaches out there, but uh, I think that he stands out in that aspect probably more than more than anyone. Um, you know, just the, the life lessons that he teaches you as part of this program, um, how he cares about you, how he cares about um, the best player on the team or the, the worst player on the team as much as the best player on the team. Um, you know, he's he's always up there when we're when we're eating, walking around, uh, talking to guys, making sure everything's good at home everything's good in school. Um, he really cares about his players and uh, cares about his staff, cares about the, the janitors in the building. Um, it's really special. Um, I think that, that those, uh, that, that respect and uh, that caring attitude that he has is something that's always, uh, that really has rubbed off on me and something that I would love to incorporate into my own life as I, as I move forward. Well, you know, you no doubt will because, um, that's the impact of a coach, obviously, too. And you've had some great ones at Newton and then at Iowa Western and then University of Iowa as well. Um, but I think that's just – that's a great, great lesson for any coaches. I mean, that's real. And that's what speaks to players. Now, I'm going to take it one step further because he wouldn't ask you, but you had – arguably one of the best ADs in the state of Iowa when you were at Newton. Absolutely. And that's, <laughs> Complete that's, and utter lies. Utter lies. <laughs> but uh, it's the truth. And from your perspective, I, you had four years now, you're back. Obviously, you knew you were going to come on this show a little bit on our podcast. But if you look back now at those years at Newton, what did the AD do, the athletic activities director do, 
that helped to enhance your experience as a high school athlete? Yeah, I think uh, what Scott did at Newton was uh, was huge. Um, he put everybody in a, in a position to succeed, um, giving us the things that we needed. Um, you know, there was never there was never I don't know things to worry about like that. Um, and then also putting in uh, you know getting quality coaches who who came in and and taught and uh, and cared. Um, you know, the programs were just so well run. Um, and that was that was a huge difference maker. Uh, and, and obviously, Scott was behind the scenes taking care of all those things and, and really doing kind of a thankless job in a lot of ways um, of putting all those things together and making everything uh, run so smooth and, and doing such a great job for Newton. So I think that everyone in Newton uh, is very thankful for all that. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, a guy who doesn't sleep, as you probably well know by now, too. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Well, thanks for answering that. I I just wanted to get to that too. I thought that was important. We talk about the impact the AD had at your high school experience too. Absolutely. Hey, Nick. So, oh, hey, go ahead, Aaron. Scott. Can I come in? I I'm sorry. As yeah. you know, I'm 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 here. I'm taking notes, thinking of other stuff to think about. Um, yeah. So, Nick, I think about your story and and getting to know it better tonight. Um, we've got a lot of our our student athletes have got that dream. You talked about, you know, you've, you had this dream and, you, and, and why you wanted to pursue it. Um, what are some things maybe you would say that you had to do or endure or, or, or things you had to work on, uh, maybe work you had to do that nobody knows about um, that separates people who make it to a university of Iowa and, 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 and get to the level you got to that, that maybe we, we can, can be passed on this podcast to, for us to just pass down our uh, with our folks of, Man, if that's your, if that's your dream, that's great. But here's here's the work you have to do. What what are some of those things you did that nobody knows about? Yeah, I think that uh, you know what what some people don't understand and what some kids don't understand who have that dream um, is that it takes a lot of sacrifice. Um, there's a there's a lot of things you have to do. You you not only have to work really hard, but you have to do the other things, the little things right. Um, you can't be you know going out with your friends and, and, you know, drinking with your buddies and stuff like that. You can't be, uh, you know, not eating right, not sleeping right. Um, just really the little things. Um, and I think that those little things, uh, all, you know, added together, uh, accumulate to, to something much larger. And, uh, I think that maybe kids in high school, uh, who have those, who want to say they have those dreams and that's great. And everyone should, should have those dreams. Uh, but not everyone understands the the sacrifice it takes, and and I think that those who do realize the sacrifice it takes and and are able to make those sacrifices uh, end up with a huge advantage over time. Mm-hmm. No Thank you. So Nick, so Nick, what, what's what's next in the chapter for you? Yeah. What's the next chapter in the Nick Easley story? So, uh, so I think well, I'll be graduating here in May uh, with a degree in sports management. Um, I just hired. Uh, hired an agent. Um, I've been training, um, training for pro day. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to keep playing football as long as I can. Um, I'll probably, you know, fail or succeed. Uh, we'll give that a shot for probably a year and a half or two years. Um, Mm -hmm. and then if hopefully if that works out, I'll be able to have a a career doing, uh, what I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid, but if not, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be hopefully getting into, uh, medical sales and, uh, making a living and making a career that way. So, uh, getting a big boy job. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't so want to do what, that. What's but... your, yeah, I know none of us want to do that. 
at the end of the day, here we all are. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Yeah. So what what would be your dream job in the future for you, Nick? Um, you know, I I don't know. Um, it's tough for me to say a, a dream job. Um, but uh, I, I think that working in medical sales and, and working with people, uh, working with people is something I've always loved. Um, and just uh, getting to work in that field. And uh, I think that would be, that's what I want to do. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Awesome. So hey, Nick, just, just one more question for me. So what, what do you feel like your legacy that you left at Newton high school and at the university of Iowa and Iowa Western, what is the legacy that you feel like the, you left on, on the institutions that you were you know, able to, to go into and, and be very successful at all three. Yeah. Um, I, it's tough for me to say, um, you know, a legacy, I guess, is something that I've thought a whole lot about just because I've been so, so in it, um, Mm -hmm. lately and, you know, um, but ultimately I hope that, uh, you know, I'm just remembered as someone who did it the right way. Um, someone who, who kind of left it, like we talked about at Iowa, leave the Jersey in a better place, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of laid a foundation for, uh, for hopefully how things should be done and, uh, hopefully set a, set a standard that, uh, other people can, uh, can strive for and aspire to, um, and that's really the the mark that I hope that I that I'm able to leave. There's no doubt. So, Nick, if you can, just a, a chance to reminisce as you you're looking back through the four years and then your high school. But what's your greatest memory of uh, competing? Um, you know, for me, it, it'd probably have to be. Uh, it probably sounds cliche, but the the first touchdown I ever scored at Iowa. Um, was the one it was uh against Wyoming in the first <laughs> season game um and, and that was a pretty special moment for me I, I think that about every time I think about that I, I get chills um and just kind of feeling that not that you know not that I made it or that uh I have even made it or anything like that but uh just kind of like the feeling of uh everything kind of coming together and like holy crap, like I'm really doing this. <laughs> and it, it was the first time I'd ever, in a while, in a long time, I'd ever really like taken a moment to kind of just uh, like embrace the entire situation, embrace the environment um, and just absorb it and be in it for a minute. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was really special and something that I'll, that I'll always remember. And just the feeling of all that hard work paying off in that moment. Yeah, no doubt. I, I remember that catch too, too, Nick. Yeah. Don't worry. There's, there's other real that'll remember and share that moment with you also. Absolutely. That was an awesome, awesome time. It was. That was, that was also the first, cause my wife and I were at that game as well. Um, that was the first time the wave was done too. Yeah. That was really cool. That was awesome to be a part of that. That was super awesome. Yeah, that was, that was great. Aaron, any other questions that have come to you since we've been talking here? Boy, you always put me in the spot. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you, um, Again, Nick, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Um, all right, we asked this of, of of our guests as well. Um, and I don't want to put you on spot as to whether you're a reader or not, or was reading or podcast. What's what's one of your go tos out there? Maybe best book or or best uh, person you try to connect with, listen to, man. When you just need that extra juice to keep moving forward. Yeah, um, I I read a book. So I've read uh, I've read a couple books in the last few years. Um, I read. Uh, the slight edge. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it, mm-hmm. um, but it's really kind of a, I'm like a, a self-discipline self-improvement book. Um, and, and just like I kind of touched on earlier, the, the uh, lump of lump sum of adding all of those tiny little, little decisions, little advantages together um, to create a big, a big advantage. Um, 
and that's something I think about a lot. And uh, when you're just going through the mundane uh, daily daily grind of you know uh, getting up at the right time, you know going to sleep at the right time, making the right nutrition choice, um, and, and it feels like you're kind of getting nowhere. To think back and uh, think about the uh, the magnitude of all of those decisions uh, put together. So that's uh, that's a good book. I think anybody could uh, take a lot of lessons from. That is a good book. I've had it uh, thrown my direction. Actually, I think our strength coach and former head football coach, Tim Lewis, up here at Kennedy, I think he has some of his performance PE kids going through that book right now. It's a good Awesome. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Yep. Hey, Nick, um, it's been been great to have you on this uh, tonight, today, this week. And um, you've given, I think, a lot of – You've given a lot of great advice, a lot of nuggets. Uh, you're wise beyond your years. Uh, and uh, sure appreciate you taking time to be with us tonight and uh, share your story. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, obviously, uh, as your story continues. Um, enjoy the last uh, couple months here of your semester. Good luck with Pro Day. And uh, I have no doubt, uh, I have no doubt that. Uh, you're going to put your mind to something great again, and you're going to accomplish it. So best of luck to you. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. Thanks, thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Best of luck to you. Thanks, guys. Well, that'll do it, um, you know, for this edition of Beyond the Bench. And I think what you heard today uh, is just the impact of high school athletics. Um, And obviously Nick is – a very self-motivated, very intrinsic. I mean, he had to be from going to be recruited as a punter um, at a Division II school, nothing against Division II schools, a lot of great ones. But then to keep his dream alive and to go ahead and uh, pursue that. And even when the chips were down, he stayed in there. Uh, I thought his comment about his dad was great. Um Guys, any final thoughts on that? Um, Scott, you obviously worked the closest with him. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on what you heard today from Nick? You know, it's it's uh, honestly everything he says. I mean, it's exactly what you think. You, he's one of those people. It's what you see is what you get. Uh, he, he's, you know, he's one of the, the one percenters. He's just a kid who uh, you just can't believe. You can't believe that um, that he does all the things that he does, um, how hard he worked. I mean, just I, I admired just the fact, like when he talked about, you know, I did the little things. He didn't go out and drink. He 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 did all the things to take care of himself and to continually improve himself each and every day. And that was which was amazing to watch him grow. Um, you know, from the time he's in high school through junior college and and then at the University of Iowa. Um, just what a special person. And I know whatever he, you know, in his, his whole entire life, he will do whatever it takes to be successful. And, um, you know, what a, I mean, what an opportunity for me to be able to, to even just see him grow and develop and to, to have the opportunity to, to still have the opportunity to talk to him and have him on our show. Um, and it's, it's been really fun to see him blossom into just a really good young man. No doubt. Aaron, final thoughts from you. Well, I, I like what Scott touched on there. Just uh, the, you know, so many people, you know, it's, it's like that lottery fever, you know, that thing was at $300 million again here this weekend. And man, everybody wants to just go hit that big lottery and they, they want to hit that big moment, just have 
everything come together all at once and, and bam, here's my big payday. And, and he's real about it. He's just like, it's, it's the little things the right way every day over and over and over again. And you just got this feeling he understands that you got to stack day after day after day on top of one another uh, to make great things happen for yourself. And that takes patience and discipline. And, and he understands that. And that's something we've got to keep working to instill in, in our coaches and our kids. The other thing is his, his understanding at a young age about why. And I didn't understand the word why and pursuing your why until I was in my 40s, uh, late 30s <laughs> at the earliest. So yeah. he's got a leg up on a lot of people understanding that it's about finding something you love, uh, knowing why you love it, and then go get it. No doubt. I think the other thing that he hit on um, when he talked about coaches, and I think that's why it's, it was so important um, to hear that from him too, was, you know, he talked about Coach Ferentz. I mean, I don't care if you're at Iowa or you're at Roosevelt, um, you're at Melcher Dallas or, you know, wherever that, that town might be, that school might be, whatever size it is. Players just want somebody they know cares about them. Yep. They want somebody who's going to be genuine and honest and respect them. And his comment about Coach Ferentz caring about the janitors in the building, yeah. I have no doubt that that's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because that's the kind of person that he is. And I think that's – sometimes I think that's the hardest thing to teach young coaches is that just – Man, be real, be honest, care about everybody, uh, care about every program, care about every person in the building, care about the worst player as much as the best player. The great coaches do that, and I thought that was very insightful from him. Yeah. Did, did you catch what he said as a part of that, by the way, guys? When he said – he talked about, you know, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and then he got into all that. There was a little thing he said in there that I, I hope doesn't get lost as people listen to this. Because he said, once a coach does that, they can coach me from a different perspective. They mm -hmm. can get on mm -hmm. me about things and ask things of me. And I know they're not just being a hard butt. They yep. care about me and know me and know what drives me. And, and the coach have to understand that, that once you yeah. build that relationship, you can't yell at them to, for the sake of yelling at them. You, you, can't, you don't earn that right until you've gotten to build a, a relationship. And he just did a great job of talking about the importance of the relationship first. Yep. And now, now I'll run through a wall for you, man. What do you want me to do? I'll go do it. And, and that, how important yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Well, guys, we'll wrap it up here tonight. Again, thanks uh, to you guys for being here again tonight. Obviously, it's great to have all three of us again. Um, Scott, good luck to the Ankeny Centennial girls. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, and your state tournament game. And, uh, gosh, March, here we come. Hard to believe. So, anyway, the final encouragement I'll just leave with everybody today is just, man, continue to know your why. I think Nick touched on that so well. But the impact that high school athletics and activities can have on a person, um, yeah, Nick's a one percenter, and he's got that, that one percent drive, but he still had great people that helped motivate him to do that. Um, the impact that we have, the opportunity that we have to impact lives, not only today, but tomorrow and the next eight, 10 years on down the road for however long they go, uh, is a great, great responsibility. So keep doing those little things right. Keep doing them right every day. And uh, 
wish everybody the best. So have a great week. Uh, look forward to uh, being together again next week. But have a great week. Uh, good luck to everybody that's still competing out there. And be blessed.